Hello, everyone. <laughs> I'm Lindsay Reed. Haha, <laughs> I'm Jordan Reed. And we are Spooky Spouses. A podcast, well, this is a podcast about ghosts and stuff. We talked about urban legends. Cryptozoology. Oh, you actually said one. Thank you. <laughs> we talk about paranormal stories. Jellies, those uncomfortable slippers that were hip in the 90s. Yeah, and actually are putting chemicals into little kids' feet right now. Are they really? Yeah, there's a big lawsuit against Walmart for selling them. Because <laughs> they cut up your feet. Yeah. They always were not comfortable. Yeah. And then there's chemical in the plastic, and it's making kids sick. What about the big Lebowski? He wore them. Maybe he's not around anymore. <laughs> I don't know. The... The, the fictional character of the Big Lebowski in his universe, he did pass away because of the jelly feet, of his jelly slippers. Yes. So if you're just joining us, <laughs> usually each week we pick a spooky topic that we have not discussed with each other yet, and we listen to the stories with you. We do. And that's how we make it inclusive here at Spooky Spouse's headquarters. <laughs> On our couch in our living room. With our dog, Molly. But it is our headquarters, and we do both wear suits when we record, and we talk about words like synergy and uh, profits. <laughs> That's our spooky dog <laughs> making crying noises. <laughs> Hold on. I want to do an experiment, because whenever I don't look at Molly, she'll make a little whimper, and then when I look at her, she won't. Hold on. I'm not looking at her right now. Looking at her now. So I proved my point. She just needs <laughs> you to look at her. <laughs> And that's it. And she's content. If this is your first time joining us, welcome aboard. If this is your second or third or fourth, or maybe this is our 25th episode. I know. Welcome back. Welcome back. Thanks for sticking around, everybody. (laughs) (laughs) Thanks for for dealing with it. (laughs) We alternate week by week. One week, Lindsay will go first, and then I'll go first the other week. And I believe it's my turn to go first. This week, because you went first last week. Yeah, last week we talked about magicians and their mishaps when a magic trick just doesn't go quite as planned. Yes, somewhat very bad. Yes, very bad. And then we also talked about... What did I talk about? Friday the 13th. Yes, the origin between or behind Friday the 13th. Kinda. You know, and we I, I realized in retrospect, I really didn't talk about the genesis of Friday the 13th. I just talked about, I guess, Friday the 13th little facts. Little facts about Friday the 13th. Little nuggets. Little factual nuggets. Yeah. But this week, I have a fun little topic, I think. Okay. Well, I would hope so. Let's hear it. (laughs) (laughs) So, we're trying to record, and Molly just got her stuffed crab out that she's very excited about, and she's whipping it all over the place. So, there's going to be a little bit of this edited out where I take Molly's toy away from her, and maybe she lays down. So we've discussed on the show before how to tell if you, like what to do if your house is haunted, if if you think it's haunted, right? Yeah. We've talked about ghost hunting equipment that you can get in order to track down said spirits. Right. Right? But one thing we haven't talked about are what types of spirits are there that could could potentially be haunting your house or if you're already a very well-established ghost hunting crew and you're like what what types of ghosts are we dealing with here? I have a list of the different 
common types of spirits that there are. Well, because we kind of, you kind of talked about in one of our earlier episodes about like the leader ghost that's spirit in guide. your, yeah, your spirit guide that's in your house and what kind of ghost could be in your house. But yeah. We talked about there's like, you know, your spirit guide, which is not, you know, your neighbor who's really into meditation and yoga. The spirit guide is the actual ghost in charge, your, your GIC. Your paranormal ghost in charge. Now you just added the word paranormal <laughs> in front of ghost in charge. I was trying to make it spookier. Paranormal pa- paranormal patrolman? Paranormal paranormal prince. That's pretty the good. Paranormal prince, yeah. yeah. So your your spiritual your your spirit guide essentially is king or queen ghost who's in charge of their of, of all the other spirits in your house, which would fall under one of these categories. So these are your categories of ghosts. Okay. The the list that I got, I forget the website. I'll I'll look it up here in a little bit. But some of the information that they gave, they gave good information about the ghosts and about the different types. But some of the information that they gave was a little bit like, well, yeah, I guess so. Right. So I've I've labeled a few of those no does in here. But there there was some good information that I extracted out. Like if the ghost does something mean to you, it's probably a mean ghost. Kind of, sorta, yeah. Okay. <laughs> yeah, almost, almost, uh, almost exactly. If the ghost leaves you alone, it's probably gonna leave you alone. Now, if you've moved into a house and you've experienced no paranormal activity, there very well could not be a ghost in that house. <laughs> or you could just have a very shy ghost. You might have a shy ghost. Which I don't know if there are. I would assume there are some shy ghosts. Well, yeah, I mean, they're shy people. If there's like, if ghosts are supposed to be the energy of people's in the past. Now, that's one of the types, though. Oh. So don't even get me started. Well, I want to get you started because <laughs> we want to talk about it. Get me started, <laughs> which is a phrase you don't hear a lot of people say. <laughs> hey, get me started. Okay, so the first type of ghost is an interactive ghost or an interactive spirit. Okay. Which is fairly self-explanatory, but this is where most of the no does kind of came in. This is the most common of all ghosts spotted, and it said is usually a deceased person. Oh. Well, if it's not, it's your neighbor, Rick. What about cats and dogs and, like, your pet ferret? I would think those could be those could be ghosties. Yeah, I always wonder if, like, animals could be ghosts. I don't see why not. At least in my universe, yes, there are for sure ghost dogs. Because how cute. I know, that'd be so fun to have a ghost dog. I would hope that, like, our next house has a ghost dog. Hey, if you're listening to this spirit world, and you know in the future, because of how the spirit world works, where we're going to move next, give us a ghost dog, or two or three. Or, like, you find a lot of dead animals in the woods. Like, maybe if you're out camping, you could just find, like, ghost animal party. Like, ghost foxes. (laughs) I don't know. Ghost animal party. (laughs) Cute. (laughs) <laughs> or scary or scary yeah that's depending up for on what you it to is. decide if it's a bunch of wolves or something that that's that's that could scary. Be scary and cute so the the second no duh aside from the fact that it could be a de- or it's probably a deceased person yes duh it says they could be friendly or not friendly well yeah well yeah because <laughs> you could either have a demonic ghost or uh, just whatever. A sort of... An average Joe ghost. Yeah, just a rando. Just a rando. Rando ghost. I'm being very quiet because Molly has just jumped up on the couch with us and now really wants attention. <laughs> and she's licking Lindsay's face. 
we're trying not to make eye contact with her because she really wants attention right now. <laughs> and it's funny because my sister is in town from New York City, and she's been here with Molly quite a bit. So she's not star for attention. She's just being a giant baby. She just wants to be really part of this episode. Maybe she's afraid of ghosts. She might be. They can be friendly or not. They're usually deceased. Yes, no, duh. More information about the interactive ghost. They can become visible. They can speak or make noises. They can touch you or even emit an odor. And I like how they they gave examples of what an odor is. You know, like <laughs> perfume or cigar smoke. <laughs> Any odor. Cooking the onions. Odors. They can even emit an odor, like caramelizing onions or old <laughs> shoes. <laughs> Thanks. Or potato chips. Or potato. Or potato chips. <laughs> Potatoes. <laughs> French onion. French onion potato chips. <laughs> experts say, quote unquote, experts say that these types of ghosts retain its their former personality. So an interactive ghost, which I don't know what makes it, I guess, just interactive versus non-interactive. I guess if you were like a really social person in life and if you were kind of a an isolated person. You would retain that personality from hmm. what had happened before. And the one thing that was surprising about these claims is that it said, well, I said the one thing that's surprising, right? We're talking about spooky ghosties. But it said that these certain ghosts can feel like new emotions. Like you can make them feel certain types of emotions depending on how you interact with them. If you say something nasty, if you say something nice, yeah, they can feel emotions. Okay. Chances are that these ghosts are there because they need you to see them or they want you to, 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 to see or to feel their energy. Yeah, because there's always that thing like... There's the big thing that people believe that if, like, you see a ghost or if it interacts with you, it's, like, it needs you to figure out or, like, tell them they're dead somehow or, like, you need to figure out why they're still around to, like, set them free or... Which I think that's a a bunch of, uh, what's the word? Malarkey. Yeah. I don't know. I mean, who knows? I guess this is a podcast about spirits and ghosts and I've anything else. I've never honestly interacted face-to-face with a ghost, but Neither Zach Baggins has. A lot. Yeah. There are things in this world that we will never fully understand. 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 If you watch Ghost Adventures, <laughs> the intro is probably the best part of the whole show. Best slash worst part of the entire show. Yeah. So that's basically it about the interactive ghost. It seems fairly harmless. It can make you smell its perfume or its cigar smoke. Mm-hmm. It can be friendly or not friendly. No, duh. Do it's... you think it makes you smell its farts? Like, say it was a prankster <laughs> in life, and it's like, oh, I'm going to make you smell my farts. Hey, Lynn. <laughs> it might make you smell its farts. <laughs> Just wondering, because I don't know. Like, I could see like a teenage boy ghost being like, I'm going to make them smell my farts. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> Is that what boys do as teenagers? Yeah, we make pe- we made people smell our farts. <laughs> Jeebus, Caribus. The next ghost, this has nothing to do with farts. Okay. Uh, this is your your ghost that's categorized as ectoplasm, or I guess this one's a little farty. The ecto mist. Mm, see, there comes Class- the cards. <laughs> Classic. <laughs> so, what's the ectoplasm? It's a fart. <laughs> it's not. <laughs> it's just a fart. That's all I have written down. Next ghost. <laughs> no, the ectoplasm or the ecto mist. This is something that's, if you've ever seen a mist or some sort of a fog, how people say, oh, I saw, you know, it can be either white or black or gray, which, again, is anything on the spectrum, essentially, between white and black, I guess, like, and any uh, combination of those two. 
That's um, what you always see in those like surveillance camera footage yeah. of like people saying they captured ghosts. Is you always see like either a black mass or like a white mist. Yeah, and it's always it's always what sort of imperfectly shaped or this like nondescript sort of amorphous mist that just that's my mist noise that goes from point A to point B. Yeah. Like there there's that one thing of there was the screaming in the hotel room, this the surveillance footage, they went in there and there was nothing there, and then you see this mist come out of the door, right? Yeah. That's ectoplasm or ecto mist. Yeah, and that's a creepy video, but I mean, I just never believe videos, I guess, because I just think it's so easy to to fake them anymore. I like, think so. If I saw a video from like when film was not a big thing and they didn't know how to do a lot of fancy tricks, mm-hmm. like I guess I would believe it more. Yeah. But I mean there's so much editing now, it's just I agree. And and I think people take a lot of pride in making a convincing hoax video. Yeah. I mean, if you look at the Bigfoot world, I think that there's a ton of stuff in there where people are like, Who can make the best hoax? And it's almost as right. elusive as who can get actual footage of a Bigfoot. Right. Yeah. Making a good hoax. But I think that there's definitely an art form into making a really good hoax. Uh, hoax. Yeah. It's called making a horror film. <laughs> it's, yeah. Seriously. Yeah. It's called Saw <laughs> it's 5. It's called quit kidding yourself and just make a horror film. Quit kidding yourself. <laughs> uh, these ecto mists usually appear uh, off of the ground. There's no discernible feet or anything like that. They can move. Oh, this is also a duh. They can move swiftly or not move at all. Very okay. cool. Very cool. These types of mists have been captured in many videos, surveillance footage, photographs. They, they say that these are the, the second most commonly photographed or documented. Gotcha. And the first one is coming up, which you know you already know what it is. I can tell. I can tell just by like, just <laughs> I can just tell. Just reading my aura. Just reading your aura. Mm, okay. Sometimes ectoplasms appear before they become a full-bodied apparition. So this is like pre-form, full apparition is Super Saiyan. That's a Dragon Ball Z reference. Now, I've never watched an episode, but I do know what going Super Saiyan is. Yeah, I don't know anything about Dragon Ball Z. It's from Japan, and they fight. And I know that there are small men, and then there are alien-looking men, and then they get yellow hair. Hmm. (laughs) That's basically it. See, in the hairdressing world, nobody wants yellow hair. Yeah, true. Except for um, Kesha had yellow hair for a while. Yeah. All right. Anyways. The third type of spirit or ghost is just your standard poltergeist. Now we we had done a t- we we had done a, a a little bit of a discussion on like what poltergeist activity is, and it essentially is anything like any sort of interaction between a ghost if they move stuff if you smell things whatever right is poltergeist activity. But the way that this list defined what a poltergeist spirit was was essentially like I think you can have an interactive spirit that is also a poltergeist spirit. You know what I'm saying? I, maybe it'll make more sense if I actually just read the thing. Yeah. Uh, poltergeist activity, or poltergeist actually means, quote, noisy ghost. Because it's said to have the ability to, to move or knock things over, make noises, and manipulate any sort of part in the uh, physical environment. Okay. Knocking glasses over and stuff. Slamming doors is a big one. Opening right. cupboards. Which I don't know why ghosts love to open cupboards. Is it easy to do? Are they like, what's in there? I don't know. Maybe it's easy for them to do it. Could be. I or mean, maybe like, think about it. Might That might be just part of their routine every day that they used to do, like when they were alive. Because you think about like, how many times do you open your cupboard in your kitchen a day? A lot. A lot. So. Where are my snacks? <laughs> so like, that's just, because they say sometimes that like ghosts replay what yeah. they used to do day by day. And maybe that was like a thing as you open your cupboards to your kitchen a lot. I didn't even put that one together. 
I don't know. I made that up. So okay, cool. <laughs> it could could be true. Could be not. I don't know. I'm not a ghost. I would think that with like at least a paranormal quote unquote sort of a podcast that we're a little bit we're we're getting closer to being experts on this stuff because we talk about a lot of different things, <laughs> but I also forget about a lot of the stuff we talk about. Well, we're doing a good refresher. Okay, great. Now, this list said that the poltergeist spirit was the, is, is the rarest form of a haunting. But if any sort of movement or interaction with the physical world is poltergeist activity, I don't really see that as being rare. No, I feel like even on ghost hunting shows and stuff is usually something's moving and that's how people know that there's paranormal spirits in their cows. I think it usually starts with when, when they're not using any of their devices... It usually starts with they hear a noise, a knocking or a slamming, which that's yeah. poltergeist activity for sure. Right. So if they're getting that at every location, I would say that that's not pretty rare. I would say that the ecto-mist is fairly rare because it's rare that, you f- that, that they capture like mist or whatever, right? Right. I always think it's really weird how like, and I'm the same way too, but like if I were to see something paranormal happen, I would believe it a lot more. Than mm-hmm. if I heard it, but it's like, what's the difference between just hearing a ghost and seeing a ghost? Like, I guess it's just see- that sense of seeing is just that extra proof yeah. that your brain can say like, oh, it does exist. I saw it and I heard it. Yeah, but it's like, it's weird because like, if you hear something, you're like, huh, that was weird. But until you see it, it's like not confirmed. Because I think if you hear something, your brain can rationalize it being a hundred different things. Yeah. Oh, it could be an old building. Maybe there's a rat. Maybe there's a really cute owl, which then it's like, well, now we got to find the cute owl. <laughs> I love cute owls. So do I. You know, there's been a lot of owl videos popping up on Facebook or whatever, <laughs> and it's been really great. It's owl season. Oh, they're so cute. Loud knocking sounds, lights turning on and off, doors slamming, fires breaking out. So just spontaneous fires, I guess. Hmm. And then it said, etc. It's like, okay, so like anything ever, anything ever on earth. I should call my mom and tell her that the time that I accidentally left boiling noodles on the stove and went to bed <laughs> and they caught fire was a ghost and not me at all. That'd be fun. Now, how old were you when that happened? I was, you know, old enough to know. I was like 21. <laughs> but now I think one could argue that 21 is the perfect age for you to do that. Right. Well, I was tired and I was hungry. And so. you had the entire world figured out at 21. We yeah. all did when we when, when we turned 21. We were like, oh, I get it. I get it. I'm good. I'm good. I got everything. Yeah. Oh, I lost my place. Poltergeist activity usually, usually starts out slowly and then it gets more mild and then it becomes really intense. I think just like in most stories and stuff you hear, most movies and stuff like that, it's like, it starts off as like just a little bit of knocking and maybe only one person experiences it. And then all of a sudden everyone's experiencing it. And then there's like flies coming out of the fridge and people lose their minds. Yeah, I hate when that happens. <laughs> Classic. Well, it's, just, it's just all too common these days. Some poltergeist activity has been known to actually be dangerous. Well, I would imagine if they can start fires in your house. Yeah, seriously. Again, experts explain it as being a mass form of energy that a living person is controlling unknowingly. What in the heck is that all about? So they're, well, is that basically stating like they're doing ghost things and they don't realize they're ghosts? I think, like the way I read it, okay, where'd it go? A mass form of energy that a living person is controlling unknowingly. So they're 
unknowingly or unconsciously or subconsciously controlling some form of energy or something. So it's oh. then, but like, does that imply that it's not a ghost? It's just some weird energy? I have no idea. I don't know. The fourth type of ghost or the, four, the fourth type of spirit, which is very difficult to say mm-hmm. because I almost wanged it, uh, <laughs> are orbs. So I was saying how ecto-mist and stuff like that is the second most common photographed or documented type of ghost. Right. They say that orbs are the number one most photographed type of anomaly. Right. I just don't know if I think orbs are real or not. Well, I mean, you know my opinion. When they're caught on camera on TV, I mean, when they say that things are debunked because it's a bug, bugs can really look like orbs. I think so too. And so can dust particles. Yeah, a lot. I remember the... The very first time when we were in undergrad, me and our buddy Dana went up to the ridges in Athens. We were taking some photos and we thought that we were like, we found a bunch of ghosts. But it's also super dirty and dusty up there. Right. You just don't know what's kicking around. No. And I think, well, I think what is kicking around (laughs) is dust. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, it's fun to think of that they're spirits, but I just don't know if I believe the orb thing. I don't think I do either. They're the most photographed. They're the most popular. Yeah. They're they're the 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 jock right in school. They're the head cheerleader. They're the most popular. Yeah. Orbs. They're transparent or translucent little balls of light that hover above the ground and zip and zap. Zip and zap and <laughs> they, zang. They zip zap and zang and zoop all <laughs> over the place. It's believed that orbs are the soul of a human or even an animal that has died and is traveling around from one place to another. So they travel in little balls of light. In little balls of light because that's how their soul manifests itself. Gotcha. A tiny circle, just like the earth. Like, how would you want to travel if you were a ghost? (sighs) Probably by Segway. No, (laughs) Heelys. Those Those cool shoes. roller skate shoes? Those cool shoes, yeah. And then I would uh, also be vaping the entire time. And then as I Heelyed past someone, I'd let out this super sick cloud of vape. Be like, what's up? I would. I wouldn't say anything, but I'd like throw up a peace sign. What would your vape smell like? Because that would be your ghost smell. Oh, cigar smoke. No perfume. <laughs> no, both of those are yucky to smoke. <laughs> As it goes, uh, oh, waffles. It's not a bad one. <laughs> like any particular kind of waffles, or just like waffle cone waffles, or like. Uh, and that's very good. Yeah, waffle cone. Waffle yeah, waffle cone. cone would be good. What would you? What would your manis- uh, manifestation of a spirit be? Your own spirit. My travel. Or just in general, my like like I said, my ghost traveling or not, I would have Heelys on. I would vape super hard. Mm, I don't know. I think I would just like putts. Just like I just sort like of saunter around, mo- like mope around and putts. Would you say anything? Could they hear you? Yeah, I go hi. <laughs> <laughs> what would your smell be? Maybe just like clean sheets. That sounds pretty good. Yeah, like I'm just kind of like it smells like clean sheets. Hi. <laughs> Yeah, I don't really have a cool idea of how I would become a ghost. I think I have to think about that one a little bit. So I do think maybe like if they were to do paranormal senior superlatives, my ghost would maybe be, would maybe be voted like coolest, coolest ghost or like, I don't know, usually the tardiest one to class because these vape viewers <laughs> would be like most emo, most sad, <laughs> saddest ghost girl. I think that'd be yours. Sure. Okay, great. <laughs> the the circular shape that these orbs take on make it easier for them to move around. Okay. 
So I guess it's easier, like, they, they have, like, a ghost panel or discussion. They're like, all right, guys, it's getting really difficult to move around as giant squares. What's the easiest way to move around? <laughs> oh, probably little circles. The metro is just getting a little too pricey, so <laughs> how, do how we can do we do it? this? We, we can't take the ghost subway that often anymore, so just circles and float around? Okay. <laughs> and it says that, so this is totally contradictory because on the list it said they're typically ectomists or just mists. Uh, ectomist sounds too much like a new pop that's flavored like the old ecto cooler juice boxes. Yeah, like uh, the new Mountain Dew that came out. Oh, what? It, yeah, 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 yeah. Sorry, yes. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know anything about Mountain Dew. You don't? That's no, weird. I know like the green can one. <laughs> so just the normal one. I did. I never liked Mountain Dew. I thought it was gross. I drank it a lot when I was younger. Also, Surge and Josta. And I used to get ripped and gripped on sugar <laughs> drinks. I remember I was at a small event with my mom when Josta was like first coming to the States. And they were handing out free little uh, liters or like, are they liters? 12 ounces? I don't know. They're little plastic bottles. I don't drink pop, but little plastic bottles. I think so. Yeah, I think they're 12 ounces. They were handing those out. Josta's at a concert I went to with my mom. And wowee, they were very potent. What concert did you guys go see? ICP? I I, no, it wasn't ICP. <laughs> I don't know, but all I remember is that I bought uh, a little bracelet that had, it was like one of those friendship bracelets, but it was made oh, so to it was look a like... Dave Matthews band concert. I mean, it might as well have been, <laughs> but it looked like there was tie-dyed, you know what I mean? It was oh, really cool. Oh, then it was definitely Dave Matthews band And concert. I bought a necklace as well. Thank you very much. Yeah. And on the necklace was like a little eyeball. Oh, so it was a Rusted Root concert. I think it was a Dave Root, a Rusted, a Rusted <laughs> Matthews concert that we went to. Gotcha. It was very good. They played all their fun songs uh, nice. that are like the ones that we all have. But okay, so it says that spirits are a mist before they're a full-bodied apparition, but then this one says they're an orb before they're a full-bodied apparition. So is it orb, mist, full-bodied, or Maybe. is it just mist? And then shrinks and concentrates into an orb, and then it's full body. Like when full body. I don't know. So I don't know what the like whole timeline is of. I don't know when, when you're in whatever. The last type of ghost is called a funnel ghost. It's often spotted. I like how it's it's very specific. Often spotted in homes or buildings. Okay, great. <laughs> Sorry, historical buildings. Okay, great. Never outside. A funnel ghost, or sometimes called a vortex, is associated with the like quickly rushing cold spot. Oh, okay. Usually takes the shape of some sort of a swirling funnel. I know nothing about funnel ghosts. Most paranormal experts, I'm using air quotes, believe that they are a loved one returning for a visit or even a former resident of said place that is being haunted. Okay. I just feel like this is all like, well, like, no, duh. I mean, just tell me about the actual shape of the ghost. What do you mean the shape of the ghost? Because it's like these ghosts are like funnels or vortexes. Okay, that's fine. Most people say that there's someone who comes back who used to live there. It's like, well, yeah, that's a ghost. Right. Yeah. So it's like, I get. I mean, hey, we get it. Okay. <laughs> they appear as a wisp of light or a swirling spiral of light. And it says they're often, ca uh, often caught in photos or videos. Now, I guess maybe if you've seen the photos or video footage where it's like a long string of light or something, or like mm -hmm. it looks, I don't know, like uh, slow shutter stuff and someone moved a flashlight or like a time lapse of the, the cars driving around or something. Right. Kind of like that. Yeah. But, so that's what those ghosts, I think, that's what I think these ghosts are, are those long stretches of light in photos or like the weird asymmetrical shapes that aren't orbs or aren't a mist. The see, other I can see a flash of light more than like an orb because like we actually experienced a flash of light. Um, we did, yes. At the Mansfield Reformatory. We absolutely did. We were in, I think, the 
showers or something? It was there. Yeah, there there were some showers there, and there was old exercise equipment in this room. Yeah, it was now like, we weren't supposed to go in there, but we did. Yeah, it was definitely blocked off to <laughs> let you know that you are not supposed to go in here. But they also let you roam that building like wherever you want, which is really cool. And there's nobody really to see if you're doing anything bad except for ghosts. So, and I'm really surprised. And you know what? That's funny because we went in there even though we were not supposed to, and then we both saw out of the corner of our eye a flash of light that hit the corner. Yeah. And there was no explanation of how that reflected from. There was one window. Yeah, there were there there was this. Yeah, like one or two really tall windows that were facing a road that was, but it was fairly far away and there were no cars on the road because when you looked at the window, you looked left and you looked right and you could see fairly far down the road. And we, I like, I remember running over to the window really quickly to go, oh, this has to be a car. So I look left and right. There are no cars around at all. Yeah, and it was broad daylight out. So it wasn't like we were in there at night and then we saw a flash of light hit the corner. It was you know, light coming in from that window, but just a really long strip of light that hit high in a corner that we both saw and both looked at each other at the same time and were like, yeah. that was weird. It was directly by the door in which we entered the room and it was, what, two to three foot long. It was really narrow. Yeah. It was two to three foot long, top to bottom. And then it was just blip, blip, in and out, yeah. gone. And we didn't really see anything after that, but I mean, besides little noises and stuff in that building, but... Yeah, it was really odd. It so was really that, weird. maybe that could be categorized as a funnel ghost. Maybe. I don't know, because I, I feel like this list was fairly incomplete, but it was one of the ones I found that had the most information yeah. about certain ghosts. It left off like shadow figures, like full, you can tell it's a person, but it's obviously like a shadow type thing. Right. Or elementals, which elementals being spirits that don't move. They just, they're, they're like stationary, but you can tell it's like almost a full-bodied apparition, but they're totally stationary. They don't move at all. They just like watch, which is creepy. Yeah. I mean, all ghosts are creepy, but. Nice. Yeah, that's it. (laughs) So just a little info about some ghosts if you think you have one in your house and maybe you need to just figure out what kind of ghost it is. If you know of other types of ghosts or if we've been incomplete, please feel free to let us know. You can reach us on Twitter at spooky underscore spouses. You can post a photo of a creepy ghost you found or maybe your best hoax. On Instagram and tag us at spooky underscore spouses or send us an email at spookyspousescast at gmail.com. Yeah, if you have any photos of maybe you caught an orb, send them to us. We'd love to see them. Yeah, and you know for sure it's not a bug or dust. Prove (laughs) us wrong. Or maybe you don't know and you need a second opinion or a third. We can help you out. Or you can send it just to Molly directly at <laughs> sweetlittlebaby at gmail.bark. And she won't return your email because she doesn't know how to. <laughs> <laughs> no, she's not that smart. No. Well, we'll take a quick little commercial break. Yeah, we'll, we're, we're going to do some haunted housekeeping. Three. Two. One. Okay, everybody, for this week's episode, we have two very exciting sponsors, one of which is brand new to the Scavengers Network, and we are extremely excited to have them because we talk about mushrooms quite a bit. Yeah, you love mushrooms. I love mushrooms. And it's our friends over at Four Sigmatic. Nice. Now, you may have heard about Four Sigmatic. They're the company combining coffee and instant drinks, 
matcha, smoothie mixes, coffee <laughs> and stuff like instant coffee mixed with the nutritional benefits of certain mushrooms. They make drinking mushrooms easy and superfoods delicious with a wide variety of mushrooms coffees, superfood blends, and mushroom elixirs, which I've never tried the elixirs, but I'm assuming you pour it into a cauldron and it bubbles and it like foams and mists and stuff. And then you put a curse on your neighbor. After you drink it and you realize, ooh, how good. And how healthy I'm becoming. <sighs> now, really quick, let me curse my neighbor, <laughs> Ron Rondel. But what are some reasons to um, drink Four Sigmatic? One of the reasons is that the beans are 100% organically grown Arabica beans, which means it's very good, <laughs> as, as I believe what it is. Uh, each serving contains 500 milligrams of organically grown mushrooms, which might seem like a lot, I think. But mushrooms are very good for you. Mushrooms are great for you. One of the reasons why they're so good for you is because there's one of their blends, their coffee blends, called the Chaga blend. There's a lot of big words in here, but it means it's alkaline forming, which helps improve your energy and increases your metabolism. I like when my, my metabolism is increased. And all you have to do is drink a fun little coffee drink. Yeah. And it's delicious. Now, if you'd like to get 10% off of some mushroom hot cocoa, some uh, super potent and super curse or hex inducing elixirs, superfood blends, coffee or matcha, if you use the coupon code SCAVTRUFFLE, that's S-C-A-V, truffle at checkout, you'll get 10% off your entire order of mushroom sippies. That's a really great deal too. And someone that like me that isn't a big mushroom person, this is a great way to get all the nutrients of mushrooms in something that I drink every day like coffee. It's kind of like crushing up medicine and putting in putting it in your dog's food, essentially, or like putting it in your kid's applesauce. Absolutely. <laughs> which is great. <laughs> which I do for me when I don't like my medicine, put in my applesauce. Right. Really quick, one more time to get 10% off your entire order. What is the promo code again? The promo code is SCAVTRUFFLE, S-C-A-V TRUFFLE, and you'll get 10% off of your order at Four Sigmatic. Awesome. Yummy. Mmm. Mmm. <laughs> Mushrooms. <laughs> Mushrooms. <laughs> well, we also have another great deal, which we talked about in our last episode, too, is for your $5 off for your first ride of passengers of Lyft. Yep. So if you're new to using Lyft, if you sign up, you can use our coupon code at checkout, SPOUSES, S-P-O-U-S-E-S, -S -E -S, and you can get $5 off your very first ride. And Lyft is wonderful, whether you're, like, when we visit big cities, when we don't have a car to get around, or say you go out with some friends and you have maybe a little bit too much to drink. Too much mushroom elixir. Yeah, just just call Lyft. Get a little ride home. Or if you're even interested in driving for Lyft, maybe you just want to make a couple extra bucks, um, you can earn $375 by just signing up to be a new driver. In your first 30 days, which is a lot of money, extra just extra days. change, yeah. What would you do with an extra $375? Probably buy a jacket. Okay, great. <laughs> a really nice one. <laughs> I would buy you a jacket. Thank you. You're welcome. Okay. <laughs> so again, if you want to use Lyft to get anywhere you want and get $5 off your first ride, use the coupon code SPOUSES at checkout and you can get 5 bucks off because that's very nice to save $5. Yes. And Lyft. Riding is the new driving. Ooh. Spooky. <laughs> this 
This week, my topic is kind of just a little story about a couple of sisters, and they're called the Secret Twins. Isn't that a group? The Secret Sisters is a, is a band that we saw one time. The Secret Sisters is a band, and they're very, very good. Their drummer play his bass drum was a suitcase. Yeah, it was a suitcase, and they're wonderful. If you haven't checked out the Secret Sisters, <laughs> please do. I know that that this is not a popular uh, popular music podcast, but hey, check them out, Secret Sisters. <laughs> they're really awesome. <laughs> um, but no, this is June and Jennifer Gibbons. They are called the Secret Twins. So I'll give you a little bit of a background about them. Well, there's June and Jennifer Gibbons, and they were the daughters of uh, Caribbean immigrants, Gloria and Audrey Gibbons. Wait, so- Audrey? Audrey. That's a really pretty name. It is a really pretty name. They grew up, um, they were born in Barbados. Their family moved to Wales soon after they got a little bit older. The twin sisters, June and Jennifer, and there was a younger sister, Rose, but June and Jennifer had a really close bond and they were pretty inseparable growing up. So Were they actual twins? They were actual twins. So they, from being from the Caribbean, they had a strong Creole accent. Mm-hmm. And it really made it difficult for people to understand them in Wales because they had such a strong accent. And they were also the only, like, black children in the schools at that time. Because this was, like, back in maybe the late 70s, early 80s. Okay. They were often, like, ostracized at school and they couldn't really communicate well. So that even brought them closer to just to kind of talk together. Yeah. Well... They were getting bullied so much that their school administrators would actually dismiss them a little bit early each day to avoid bullying. Jeez, oh man. Which is really sad. Because you're like, sad. you know, they've moved here and they already feel like really connected to each other. But now it's kind of like they only have each other because, yeah. you know, nobody can understand them. So things went on and they actually started to form their own language. Oh, that's cool. Together. But I kind of read that and I was like, well, if you already have a language that no one can understand very well, then why do you need to make their your own language? But then I think like as a kid, how often did you like think like, oh, that'd be cool if we created our own language? I remember I would always try to create a bunch of secret clubs. <laughs> and I... <laughs> with just you or like with other people involved? It was involved? usually me and some like maybe like one or two friends. And I remember... When I came home from school one time, I had written on a piece of paper all the names that I was coming up for with my club, and it was always just Secret Club was the name of the club. <laughs> it's not very creative. No, Secret okay. Club. Yeah, secret Club. It's not really a secret either because you wrote the word secret in the club. Yeah, Secret Club. Secret Club. <laughs> <laughs> they also kind of, they formed their own language, and they also kind of started doing like actions which mirrored each other. So they were kind of trying to be like these really severe versions of twins, like Mm -hmm. that they would talk only in their language and they would mirror each other's movements and like walk and talk the same. Which when I when I was reading the beginning of the story, all I could think of was the twins from The Shining. Oh, perfect. And I was like, oh, that's kind of weird. But they would do that. And I understand kind of how that happened. But They would talk to their younger sister, Rose, and they would do little plays and stuff like normal little girls would do. Mm -hmm. So when the twins turned about like 14, so now they're teenagers and they have their own thing going on and they're still not talking to other people. They were sent to different boarding schools. Separate boarding schools? They were sent to completely different boarding schools because their parents were kind of like, okay, they need to learn to be kind of independent and they're not doing that. 
So they broke them up and they obviously couldn't handle the isolation from each other and they were just suffering withdrawals from not having each other. Yeah. So finally they got reunited because the parents were basically saying like, well, we don't want them to be sad, but Mm -hmm. like we really want them to live their own lives. But that just brought them closer together. So when they got reunited, they actually just isolated themselves way more and actually would just lock themselves in their bedrooms and like not come out and like not talk to anybody. They would do plays. They would write stories. They would just do their own thing. Create their own forms of currency. Yeah, they might have had like their own. They would play Second Life, you know. (laughs) (laughs) And they were one character in Second Life. A giant. One person. A giant floating foot. Yeah, but it got kind of weird and then they would do soap operas and i mean this is all very normal as like a teenage girl we you know you do talk shows and plays and you know but just for them to do it with each other and not socialize with anybody else was a little scary to how they were going to grow up and actually survive without each other so they got a diary on christmas from their parents and they started writing like these short stories and they became really enthralled with like writing these short stories that they actually sent out for like mail order like classes because the internet wasn't a big thing back you know in the early 80s it was kind Mm. of you know you either went to college or you did some kind of mail order yeah so they took this mail order course in creative writing and they wrote a ton of novels. And novels? They wrote a bunch of novels. So there was a few stories, um, a lot of them just involving young men and women who exhibit strange and often like criminal behavior. Oh, good. So their stories got kind of creepy. Yeah. And it was weird because they were so like just only communicating with each other, but it's like, were they angry at the world or like... You know, they had June's, one of June's story was the Pepsi Cola addict. (laughs) It was a high school hero who was seduced by a teacher, then sent away to reformatory where a homosexual guard makes a play for him to perform. Okay. So it was like really, I mean, and now in today's like humor, it's very modern. Yeah. And I mean, this is, you know, like early 80s. So there was also The Pugilist. That was written by Jennifer. And this one I thought was creepy, but kind of a really cool idea. Yeah. It was about a physician who was so eager to save his child's life that he actually kills the family dog to obtain the heart for a transplant. So the kid was dying and needed a heart transplant. He killed the dog to give the kid a heart. The dog's heart, like, lived in the child and then... It became angry at the father because it still maintained as the dog's heart and it tried to kill the father. The little kid did? The little kid because he was possessing the spirit of the dog. Of the pug. Of the pug. (laughs) (laughs) And that's the one thing whenever I think of pugs, I'm like, they're cute, but don't wrong them. They'll kill you. Because they'll eat you. Because they'll eat your face. But then Jennifer also wrote um, a novel called Disco Mania. (laughs) It's a story of a young woman who discovers that the atmosphere of a local disco incites patrons to insane violence. Okay. So you would like go dance it out at the disco and then I guess like just be like, well, now I'm going to just kill a bunch of people. You'd go do a little twist and then a little stabby. Yeah. 
So they wrote all these novels and plays and stuff like that. Well, they got actually published by the self-publishing press called New Horizons, and they made many attempts to sell their stories, but none ever really took off Mm -hmm. to any magazines or any, like, companies that would sell their books. But then they started kind of going out and doing their own thing and, like, burning places down. What? Like, they got charged with a bunch of arson criminal records were they burning these places down because they wouldn't publish their stuff no they were just burning random places down oh just for funsies yeah so they kind of had their own language their own world they wrote short stories and then they decided one day you know what we're just gonna go burn some places down goodness gracious so that basically led them to get admitted to the broadmere hospital so they didn't necessarily think that the girls were bad they thought maybe that they were mentally like unstable unstable or unprepared for the world and Mm -hmm. maybe they didn't understand that that was like a wrong thing to do because they had isolated themselves so much there they remained for 14 years that's a long time so they still while they were in the hospital they still just isolated themselves and didn't want to speak to anybody else so they had the girls on many medications and it was actually really really sad because they were kind of just making them zombies yeah. Because, you know, here they are. They're mentally unstable. They don't know what to do with these girls. They won't talk to anybody but each other. In their own language. And, yeah, so they didn't know, like, how to help them or what to do. And, you know, they tried to analyze throughout their creative writing, like, what might mentally be wrong with these girls, but they didn't know. So then they had a journalist that came and took on the case, and it was Marjorie Wallace. And she followed the girls for a while. She wrote for The Sun. She wrote for The Sunday Times. She just tried to figure out why these girls would isolate themselves and if they would talk to her. And they actually had to take a test before they were sent to the mental institution. And they said they were above average intelligence. So the weird thing is that they weren't like, I mean, they were very smart. Yeah. But for some reason, they didn't want to share anything with the world besides each other. I don't know. It just I always think of it as like a weird twin thing. Like, you know, you're, one twin's supposed to feel pain or love or something if the other twin mm-hmm. feels that way. There was a television show made about them in 1986 called The Silent Twins. That's where they got their name. It was a BBC broadcast. Um, and there was a documentary about them, but there wasn't really much to share because they didn't know much about the girls except for what this journalist was kind of reporting. You said the the show came out in 86? Yes. That's when we were born. I know. That's weirdy. I don't know what month in 86. Maybe what's what's between May and October? A lot of months. <laughs> yeah. August. No, doesn't matter. July or August. But anyways, so they basically were just in this mental institution for a while. Well, this is where it gets really creepy. Oh, right here does? Yes. So they made a pact, and the journalist got a hold of this, that if one of them dies, mm-hmm. the other person can go about living their life as a normal human being. Can talk to people, can get married, can fall in love, can just be completely normal. No more isolation, no more anything, just live their normal life. Well, they realized that being in this mental institution that they couldn't do it anymore. And they decided that one of them would sacrifice their life to let the other one be free. Jeebus. Because they couldn't, they felt like they couldn't 
be free unless one of them left. So they actually talked about it and Jennifer was the one that she agreed that she would be the sacrifice and let June live her normal life. It's weird because they were moving from one hospital to more of a long-term clinic because they realized that these girls couldn't be separated. They didn't know their plans of one of them dying or anything like that. Well, on their way to the new clinic, Jennifer was just not acting like herself, and she died suddenly of inflammation of the heart. Whoa. Nobody knew that she was sick. They didn't find any drugs or no evidence of poison or anything in her system. She just died. And this was like days before they they agreed that Jennifer was going to be the sacrifice. Oh, so they they agreed that Jennifer, she was like, I'll be the one who goes. You can go live your life. And then a few days after, on their way to another thing, she just died. Yeah, she wasn't sick. She had no drugs. She had no poison, nothing in her system. Whoa. Like they just telepathically knew or something that one of them was going to go. Like the notebook. Yeah. Well, I mean, not really. Yeah, I guess you're right. Not at all. <laughs> <laughs> um, they've uh, died together. If you've ha- if you haven't seen the Notebook, then just spoilers. Oops. They die together. <laughs> they die together. <laughs> but it was really weird that she just and her death remains a total mystery. I didn't totally research her death. I just knew little you know bits that they didn't find anything in her system. She didn't commit suicide. Nothing. She just passed. And it's like they somehow knew days before that she was going to go, which is very weird. That's very weird. So after that, June held to her part of the deal, lived a completely normal life, opened up about everything. She said, quote, I'm free at last, liberated. And at last, Jennifer has given up her life for me. Wow. Lived a total, total normal life, just rest of her life just hanging out she got jobs she talked about everything to the reporter there was interviews in harper's bazaar also the guardian which i've never heard of that magazine but the guardian i I think it was a big british magazine maybe yeah she was monitored by the psych ward she said they were said she was completely fine she revealed to the family that she had been she had felt trapped but she knew that with the twin, the connection was that they had to be together. Otherwise, they could not go live their normal lives. But yeah, she opened up about the hospital they were in and all the drugs that they gave him and like all the treatments that they did. And honestly, like they had a big lawsuit against Broadmoor Hospital about how horrible they were treated while they were there. It's almost like they were like inside investigators for 14 years and like they didn't pop the story until like way later in life. Yeah, seriously. But it was weird and, you know, the parents and June both agreed that they wouldn't make a lawsuit against the hospital. They just wanted people to know that the healthcare system needs to be better and it would not bring Jennifer back. So they were just completely content with it and that's basically how it ends. Jeez. Which is really, really weird that it was like, I think the whole death thing was super odd how they just like knew somehow. Yeah. I just think twins and stuff, it can be kind of creepy. It's like, you know, I don't have a twin, so, and I've known twins, Mm -hmm. and they do have, like, this weird connection. I guess, like, not weird, but, like, I think it's impossible for you and I to know what that connection is because we're not twins. Like, it's just, like, it's, I mean, essentially, like, having a clone. Right, which is super odd. I mean... I hung out with, I hung out with a, with a few twins in high school, and, yeah, it was always... They were like almost 
it's it's weird because they were almost identically the exact same person, not not physically, but like the way they would interact with with one another and, and everybody else. But then at the exact same time, they were also totally different from one another. Right. It's this weird. It's this weird sort of what's the word I'm looking for? The one that's like makes me sound really smart. <laughs> I don't know what, what that is. Yeah. Huh. Yeah. <laughs> Great. <laughs> But yeah, that was just my story about the secret twins. I just think that their story is really odd and intriguing at the same time and, and also kind of cool. Secretive. Yeah. Because that's their name. And twinish. And twinish. Is um who's the one that's still alive? June? June is still alive. What is she doing these days? Just kicking I don't know. It? I mean, she's older now, so maybe she's retired. She's just hanging out. That's I'm not so sure cool. if she ever got married. You can look up more about June Gibbons. If you want, but yeah, she told like the whole story. Like, I feel like if their plan, since they were writers, like just trying to get an artistic writer head, like if their plan was to like, let's isolate everyone and get all these weird stories. And then when one of us goes, the other one will just tell our story. Yeah. And that's kind of what happened. I wonder if June's put out any books. It's like, here's what happened, guys. Because I know she was like interviewed and stuff, right? Yeah, I kind of want to read their short stories. I'm sure you could probably find them online. I mean, Disco Mania sounds great. <laughs> yeah, it sounds sweet. <laughs> I love Disco and I love Mania. Some of these books might be something that we could include in a giveaway down the road. Maybe. The Secret Twins short stories. That'd be cool. But that was it. The Secret Twins. Well, thanks, Lens. No problem. We just high-fived a little bit. <laughs> it was actually like more like a very small handshake. It was a handshake. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, that's my long-winded story. I thought it was cool. And check out the Secret Twins. They're a pretty, pretty interesting story. I also thought it was cool. Thanks. You're welcome. Well, thanks for joining us. I hope you thought we were cool, too. Because <laughs> we think you're cool. I hope you put our sticker on your skateboard. <laughs> <laughs> and, well, no, you said Segway. Oh, no, you said... Heelys. Your Heelys. Put our sticker on your Heelys. I hope you wear our flat brim, flat brim cap a little bit to the side. And when you vape... You make uh, two ghosts holding hands when you blow out your vape That would be a cool vape trick. Yeah, that would be sweet. Can you imagine that? <laughs> yeah. Oh, so sick. <laughs> well, thank you for listening. And yeah, if you have any personal stories or you want us to talk about certain topics, give us a little shout out at spooky underscore spouses on Twitter or Instagram. Or send us an email at SpookySpousesCast at gmail.com. We'd like to thank Eli Chambers for the music you heard in the beginning, middle, and you will hear at the end of the show. And we'd also like to thank Colin Parker and everybody over at the Scavengers Network for hosting our show and being a wonderful podcast family. Yes. It's thescavengersnetwork.com, and you can find all the other shows that are on the network. And you can, you know, check out the social media, which I believe is just at ScavengersNet on Instagram and Twitter. There's also a Facebook page. Check it out. Don't get too scared. Don't get too scared. Oh, boy. Oh, boy. (laughs) (laughs) Well, until next Monday, have a... Ghastly week. Oh, you were already ready for that one. I know. It came out of nowhere. I was going to say have an ectoplasmic Monday. Ooh, a misty Monday. Yours are better than mine. An orb-ish weekend. Next weekend? Yeah, or the yeah. Yeah, next weekend or the weekend after. Whatever. We hope the we hope the weekend that you just had was funnel like but like fun. Fun. A fun a real fun one. Whoa. <laughs> and thanks for listening. Thanks everyone. Bye. Bye bye.
Hello, I am Colin Parker. And I'm Alex Taylor. And we are the hosts of Journey Under 30. This is a podcast all about us doing what we can to be named in a future Forbes 30 Under 30. On each episode, we take a look at a career of an individual that has been recognized by Forbes. Sometimes we look at careers that we think were overlooked. Or sometimes we talk about the careers that you may not know about, but you should. And in the end, we discuss what we've learned as well as how we can apply to our own career paths as we make our mark on this world. So join us every other Tuesday on whatever podcatching app you choose, and we'll see you on the Forbes. See ya. Bye-bye now.